and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the newest edition of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the what are you sergeant major first sergeant what what is your actual rank when it comes to storming area 51 what have you been bestowed with oof that's a good question um i'd go with gunner uh, so you're a gunner got yeah, it yeah yeah are you are you a gunny you are you yeah, no what? no a gunner to chief warrant officer i'll okay. go with that okay okay oh that's good that's good though yeah. so i mean let me let me ask you this i know that you're you're fully committed to storming area 51 do you think that once i mean because of course there will be casualties do you feel like once bodies start falling do you think that that your your fellow comrades have the uh the mustard, if you will, to keep charging forward, despite taking, you know, what can only be assumed as catastrophic losses. Listen, this is insane. <laughs> um, so the amount of people that have actually signed up for this would make them the fifth largest army in the world. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a one and a half million now, right? It's, it's something, it's very close to that. When and, I saw it, yeah. it was like 1.2, so... And, and then you've got the reports that every hotel within a hundred miles of area 51 has been booked for the weekend of September 20th. This is, I don't, I'm trying to, I don't, I'm not trying to put this politically correct, but not that I want to see people die, but damn it with this, this would be natural selection at its finest. If you're yeah. dumb enough to start or storm a military base to get them aliens, then you're dumb enough to catch some brass to the forehead. Here's what I don't understand, right? Is that how has nobody told these dummies that all the alien shits at Wright Pat in Ohio? It's yeah. not, it's not in area 51. Like they may test some, there may be some technology there, maybe, but any and all like real deal, holy field alien stuff is going to be at Wright Patterson. That's where it's at. I mean, it's just, it's either going to be right, Pat or Andrews. There is no in between. I, I really don't see it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty wild, man. You know, I, it's, I'm going to make a reference here and I know you're not going to get it. However, um, art imitating life kind of deal. There is a podcast series that, uh, was done a while back called Alice isn't dead. That was, had to deal with like sort of like zombie alien type creatures that existed that nobody knew except for the people that were affected by them. And they sort of did a very similar thing to what we're seeing now. There was like a grassroots movement where all these people then met up in the desert and stormed this base, this abandoned military base where all these monster alien things were known to live. Um, so it, it's just a very weird, uh, 
parallel there that it's, you know, I, I listened to a, a podcast with something very similar to this, uh, you know, just citizens storming a base. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. So just very strange. That it's all coming together. Now, I think this is honestly, I think if anybody is hoping that this doesn't happen, I believe it would be Joe Rogan because I, the moment that somebody gets killed, they're going to blame Joe Rogan for it. Yeah. They're going to say, Rogan, you had the power to stop this and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he has publicly condemned it. I think he has said, this is a dumb idea. Please don't do this. But um, another thing with Joe Rogan, has Joe Rogan done the face app? I don't know if he has or not. So is he in cohorts with Vladimir Putin? Because you know, it, it's a Russian based company. So instantly, instantly right. everybody in America is like, boom, Russian spies. Well, you, you know, I put our picture up on the Instagram of us. If you somehow need facial recognition for me, I mean, just, I, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell you do with that, but go for it. I mean, right. I, I, and it's, it's not only that, it's the, the face app, you know, they, they, everybody's copying, pasting their terms and conditions, right? Check the Facebook terms and conditions, check Twitter terms and conditions, check Instagram right terms and conditions. They all have very similar, not this exact same wording, but very similar terms and conditions. So you've already given up the rights to your pictures. Every time you post a picture of you and your side chick on Facebook. So, well, dude, you I mean, should be posting pictures of you and your side chick on Facebook. That's hey, reckless. Some people don't care. That's true. That is, you know what? That's true. Some people do not care. You're right. You're right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I don't care for. On top of posting pictures of your side chick on Facebook, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Thank you, man. I'll tell you what. Man, you just you, you and I. We just we're here, man. I'm making. I I just. Yes, I do not care about Greg Hardy at all. We will be suggesting a no play on this fight right now it's at a pick him uh, he's taking on juan adams who has been underwhelming at best greg hardy is a piece of garbage we're i'm not giving him any more airtime uh so this main card breakdown will continue on minus the greg hardy fight we are suggesting a no play on that if you want to play it go for it we are not playing it first fight though is a main uh or on the main card is a heavyweight fight that has a little bit of implications that people might care about it is a rematch uh, Andre Arlovsky was successful the first time he fought Ben Rothwell oh so many years ago, but the pit bull still hanging around, man. Andre Arlovsky taking on Ben Rothwell. Arlovsky 27 and 19, which is a ton for heavyweight fights, only eclipsed by Ben Rothwell sitting at 36 and 10. Um, you know, how are you feeling about this? I'll give you the odds here too. I don't know if you have it in front of you. Let me pull these up real quick. Rothwell is sitting at a minus 190 to Arlovsky's plus 155. Arlovsky, man, people have been saying that dude's been knockout prone for for years now, but I can't remember the last time I saw the guy get finished. Can you? I think the chin is either well-protected or strong or back or what. What do you think? Well, what's been longer since Arlovsky's been finished or since he's won a fight? Because what's been like a year and a half now? He won. Uh, it's, he won in two, it's, March of 2018. Yeah, so a year and a half, basically. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's two dinosaurs fighting each other. Um, I'd say I'd have to go with Rothwell. He's he's got a better ground game, so I 
If they stand and throw hands, it's it's going to be who lands the first solid punch, probably. But I, Ben Rothwell's probably going to take him down to the mat and lay on him. And <clears throat> I'm not looking forward to this fight at all, at, at all. There's there's no appeal to this for me. Last time Andre Arlovsky was finished was January 28th of 2017. And that is when he got punched off of his feet by Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Since then, he had fought yeah. Marcin, uh, Marcin Tibera, Junior Albini, Stefan Struve, Tai Tuivasa, Shamil Abderrahmanov, Walt Harris, and Augusto Sakai. All of which went to decision. So, the king of Kenosha, weird Ben Rothwell, uh, I, I don't know if Ben Rothwell gets him out of there, which is a weird thing to say in a heavyweight fight that you really can't bank on a finish. Uh, ben Rothwell's got sneaky submissions. Arlovsky was submitted by Josh Barnett, similar body type as Ben Rothwell. So maybe uh, a flyer there, but both of these guys are coming off, are, are trying to end losing streaks. You know, Roth or Rothwell's lost two in a row to JDS and Blagoy Ivanov. And then... You've got the uh, you've got Arlovsky who hasn't won a fight in forever. So, but I will give this Arlovsky. He is one of the more active heavyweights out there. I think at 190, though, I'm pretty sure odds makers have this one right. I feel good at Rothwell at minus 190. I'd even feel good at Rothwell by decision. Um, you know, I, I don't see either one of these guys with the finishing capabilities that they once had. And with how smart Arlovsky, well, I don't know if it's smart because he's lost four in a row, but how tentative, there you go, Arlovsky's been fighting. I don't see him being finish hungry here. He'd really have to turn the lights out on Rothwell, even on something he probably didn't intend to turn the lights out on. You know, sort of like we saw with the, um, oh, who was it that got sat down by a jab last event? Um, damn it. Somebody got sat down with a jab. Josh Emmett put yeah. Josh um, Emmett put what uh, Beckdick on Queer Street yeah. with a jab. That's yes, what Beckdick. Yes, yes, exactly. So something like that is probably about <clears> the closest <throat> thing that you're going to see to a finish, unless Rothwell somehow gets a submission here. But minus one ninety, Rothwell's the play. Rothwell is the play. Moving. On. What's Rothwell by decision? Do you have the odds on that? I don't have it yet. Those okay. those those plays don't come out till like Friday after weigh-ins and all that stuff so we might if we want to update it we'll put it on instagram which if you guys don't follow us on instagram please do fistful of cash podcast on instagram um next fight alex hernandez coming back after being humbled by cowboy taking on francisco trinaldo uh francisco trinaldo obviously a little bit a little bit older wiser uh sitting at 23 and 6 hernandez 10 and now he's got that one on his record 10 and one for alexander the great hernandez hernandez sitting at minus 185 trinaldo at plus 150 i think trinaldo's got a better chance in this fight than people are giving him credit for what do you think yeah i'm i'm seeing hernandez at 10 and 2 <clears throat> i just when you said that, it just popped out to me. He lost. He lost the split decision when he fought in Hero FC. Okay. But yeah, regardless, <clears throat> um, I don't. 
I don't see Alexander Hernandez coming out the way he did against Cerrone, going absolutely balls to the wall and trying to finish uh, Trinaldo in the first 30 seconds like he did with Cowboy. That was, I think he's going to learn from his mistake as far as fighting older, crafty veterans. Um, that's not the way you go get a victory against guys like that. But I do like, I do like Hernandez to win this fight. Um, would you say you're getting him at minus what? One minus one eighty. But yeah, minus one eighty. Mm. Trinaldo's sitting at plus one fifty. I, you know, yeah. the thing with Trinaldo is you get sneaky good kickboxing. You get, you know, obviously you get decent uh, submission offense and defense from him. You know, the thing I just he struggles with physically stronger dudes, right? So if you look at who he lost to, James Vick, much bigger, longer, stronger. Lost to Kevin Lee, bigger, longer, stronger. Um, Michael Chiesa. Yeah, Chiesa, again. Who, obviously, we know is bigger and stronger than basically everybody in his weight Right, class. right. So Gleason Tebow, again, another just muscle-bound jack dude. And if you look at those body types, with the exception of James Vick, they all meet the the Alex Hernandez sort of archetype there. Trinaldo seems to struggle with guys with good gas tanks that are able to put a pace on him that are that he's that that are physically stronger than him. And I think if anything, uh, you know, where we're going to give you know tip the hat to Hernandez, uh, it's going to be the fact that he's going to be physically stronger than Trinaldo come fight day. So given that track record, I think minus one eighty five is a good play. Uh, or minus one eighty, rather, is a good play. Now, I don't, I don't remember the Trinado Paul Felder fight. It says the TKO, TK, TKO by Doctor Stoppage. Was that a Felder cut suffering one of his seventeen freak injuries? Okay, so it was a cut. I think I'm pretty sure. That I didn't was know a cut. if it was. I didn't know if it was Paul Felder stepping on his left foot and breaking his femur, or something ridiculous yeah. that happened to him. I don't remember that fight. If I'm not mistaken, that was a cut. Um, I could be wrong. I'm trying to, uh, I'll have to look after the fact. Uh, yeah. So as to not eat up more time, I believe that was from a cut. Uh, so next fight, speaking of James Vick, James Vick back taking on Dan Hooker, who's back after the absolute thrashing at the hands of Edson Barboza, uh, Dan Hooker, 17 and seven. James Vick sitting at 13 and three. Both of these guys were the, are the guys that people look at it, you know, at one point in time appearing to be next on the horizon uh, when it comes to title contenders, both of which had great winning streaks. Uh, but then they just hit those hiccups, man, that, that really set them back. Most recently, you know, Hooker losing to Barboza and then Vic with back-to-back setbacks of uh, Gaethje and Paul Felder, who we just talked about. So looking at this fight, man, you know, you're looking at uh, Hooker's only been off. I feel like it's been a damn near a year, but it's only it, that was in December, the Edson Barboza fight. Um, so not, I, I guess it's a kind of quick turnaround thinking, thinking about how bad he got beat up in that fight. I know it's, well, it's July. So what? He took like half a year off. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's enough time. James Vick sitting 13 and three fought in, February against Felder. So, you know, I mean, what, what are you thinking here? I, I know that 
Vic's size tends to be a problem with a lot of people, 6'3 at 155 pounds. But outside of a submission, I'm not sure where James Vic wins this fight. What do you think? Yeah, it's really tough. Um, Both these guys, when – I don't want to say they don't have a quality win on their record, but when thrown up against the names that you hear tossed around as top of the weight class – they don't flourish. Both of them, it's like they disappear. Obviously, James Vick with his Paul Felder and Justin Gaethje bouts, even with uh, – who else did he lose to? Dariush. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Dan Hooker with his Edson Barboza loss, that which was bad, um, even when he fought Yair Rodriguez. Um, I think you're right with – James Vick, his method of victory is submission. I don't see him knocking out Hooker because I think I think Dan Hooker's got uh, more power than James Vick. And when it comes to being on the ground, I think that I think that Dan Hooker can match James Vick. So I'd have to give the edge to Hooker here. Yeah, I mean, my my only thing is with with Hooker spending a lot of time at featherweight. Now he's you know moving up to one fifty five. Um... Yeah, I just I I wonder about like like you look at Dan Hooker, right? And he lost a unanimous decision to Jason Knight. Jason Knight does not have good stand up. And there has long been rumor that James Vick is like some Texas State Golden Glove champion or whatever, whenever that happened. Now I look at the stuff James Vick does as far as hand placement and where he keeps his chin and the way he enters and exit at a, at a combination. And I'm just wondering how stiff that competition was to win those gold gloves, because he does not have the footwork movement or fundamentals that you would think a guy would have to be a golden glove champion. Now, all that to say too, that he was golden gloves in Texas. It's not the same as like coming from like a Northeast state. Like, you know, if you were Pennsylvania gold gloves champ or New York gold gloves champ, that's a bad dude. As a bad dude or DC, uh, something like that. But, you know, I, I'm just, I, I wonder where James Vick, how he got that Golden Glove championship because I don't see great fundamentals in that regard. That chin is always sky high and he always backs straight up, which is like the worst thing you can do as a tall fighter. Um, I feel like Dan Hooker is going to be aware of that. What I'll be interested to see is the kicks of James Vick in this fight, seeing how much success Barboza had with kicks when it comes to Dan Hooker. Um, James Vick loves throwing kicks, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I don't, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wanna, talking myself. Wait to make I'm kind of talking this? myself into James Vick here. Right. And uh, I don't – okay, so – I don't want to bring up the past, but this sounds really familiar to when you talked yourself into James Vick against Justin Gaethje. That's true. All right, you're right there. You're gonna take. <laughs> but we so, but listen. I talked myself into Vick against Gaethje, but we still played Gaethje. Right, because you came to right. your senses and you listened to Gaethje's doppelganger. All right. Yeah. And you... <laughs> hey, speak. speak <laughs> never mind. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna tell him. <laughs> we. <laughs> Okay. No, no, we're gonna, no, that's, no. I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh man! All right, we're not going to talk about that. All right, so yeah, no, I'm I'm cool with the hooker play here. I'm cool with that. 
No, but see now I've I originally was on James Vick and you talked me into Dan Hooker and now you're talking yourself into James Vick. This is a really tough fight because I really think this could be fight of the night, or I really think that this snooze could fest. be. I really think it could be. I don't. Yeah, I I don't want to say snooze fest because for your average person watching, yeah, it could be a snooze fest. But both these guys are extremely skilled on the ground. So if you appreciate the you know mixed martial arts bringing more than just throwing hands it's not going to be a snooze fest i I think we should wait to make a play on this i really do because you sleep on it you know we don't we don't want to give out plays because you were on hooker i was on vic and now i've talked myself into dan hooker and you're talking yourself into james vic we need to sit down. We need to talk about it. We don't want to waste everybody's time. We'll talk about it, and we'll make the correct play right. on Instagram. Juan Adams, Greg Hardy's a no play. Walt Harris versus Alexi Olenek. Walt Harris finally looking like the Walt Harris that we all knew that he could be, sitting at 13-7. and seven. Olenek, st- stupid amount of experience. 57-12-1. Given Walt Harris's last fight, dude, I mean, granted, it was against Sergey Spivak. Um, but he came out and just looked amazing. Uh, split decision win over under Andre Arlovsky and then a TK win over Dan Spitz. Um, was winning the fight against Mark Godbeard until the the illegal knee. Um, so outside of that, you know, you're looking at a loss to Fabricio Verdum on like three hours notice, and then wins over Cyril Asker, Chase Sir- Chase Sherman, and a. Uh, a split decision loss to Shamil Abdurakhimov. I think Walt Harris is coming into his own here, man. Um, and I think this will be a showcase fight for him. If he can stay away from Olenek and, and have Olenek keep his hands off of him, um, you know, to avoid like the, you know, Ezekiel choke, Anaconda choke style thing. If he can do that, man, I, uh, I feel confident in a Walt Harris play here. If he can do those things. Uh, that, but that's a big if, because that's uh, there's no sh- there's no denying what the 42 year old Alexio Linux game is going to be. It's going to be try to get a hold of you. I mean, yeah, guy, Linux coming in with 47 wins via submission. That's absolute nonsense. Uh, I think that Walt Harris is going to see what Reem did to Alexio Linux in the first round when they fought, and yeah, I. I like Walt Harris's power in this fight, and I I think he's going to win via knockout. So I think I think a, I think a great play here is uh, the fight doesn't go the distance. Whatever, if we can find that, I don't I don't see it going distance. Um, I don't think Olenek has the gas tank for it, and he will be, you know, going up against Walt Harris, who's going to be trying to finish him. And if he if Walt Harris can't finish him, then the only way Olenek wins is by finishing the fight. He's not going to win a decision here. So uh, whenever that comes out, we might be able to get good odds on that as well, because as it stands right now, Walt Harris is only sitting at minus 155, Olenek at plus 125. Usually when you see odds that close, it's not, there's not exaggerated odds for finishes or inside the distance plays. So we might be able to get decent value on a, on a finish play here. So something to look at, uh after weigh-ins on friday to see when that actually comes out and see what what the number's at but i think walt harris as far as fighters go walt harris is the play 
I feel about this fight the same way it was what the Benavidez, Benavidez yeah. Formiga fight. Um, Walt Harris actually opened up as a minus 200 and he's been bet down to a minus 155. Whoever's putting money on Olenek, this I'll say the same thing I did with the Benavidez Formiga fight when Benavidez got bet from a minus 200 down to a minus 110 before before they walked out. Keep doing it. Keep betting on Olenek. Give us better odds on Walt Harris because I, yeah, I really like Walt Harris in this fight. Whether it's by first round, second round knock, I think I think the over under is going to come out at probably one and a half, based off of Walt Harris's knockout power, and based off Alexi Olenek's last performance against Alistair Overeem. Plus, it's heavyweights, so they're almost always at one and a half. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd love to see Walt Harris even get down to like a minus one thirty five. That because that a minus 135 is going to warrant a multiple unit play on Walt yeah. Harris in my mind. Yeah. All right, so let's touch on the main event. Uh, I'm going to preface this main event with we're going to talk about the fighters, uh, and the actual play is going to be we're going to wait to make the play uh, on Saturday. We'll let we'll, we'll let it be known what the play is going to be because we have been unable to come to an agreement on this fight. The main event. Rafael Dos Anjos, 29 and 11, taking on Leon Edwards, 17 and 3. Welterweight uh, is worth mentioning that that's where this has taken place because Dos Anjos, as you know, was the 155 champ, but has since moved up. So let's get into this a little bit because looking at odds right now for this fight, uh, let's see, where did I just had it right in front of me and I clicked away from it. Leon Edwards sitting at minus 130, RDA sitting at even money i'm in i'm leaning towards camp rda just based off cardio grit big show experience and being able to take leon edwards into deep deep water however you like leon edwards due to striking power and the ability to create and maintain distance obviously these are direct contrast to one another so what are you thinking it's tough man i i I don't want to take anything away from RDA based off it. We'll talk his last three fights. Obviously, Colby Covington fucking hate him. Um, Just laid on RDA on the cage for, you know, five rounds. But it was effective. He won a unanimous decision. Yes, he fought Kamara Usman and got manhandled for five rounds. But it's Kamara Usman. So it's hard to put that against him. His win against Kevin Lee, it's hard to give him a lot of credit for that because Kevin Lee is probably the most underwhelming and underperforming fighter in the UFC right now that still gets tossed around as a title contender for some odd reason. Um, And RDA looked good against Raleigh Lawler, looked good against Neil Magny. Um, Got pieced up by Tony Ferguson, but who doesn't? I'm talking myself into That's just, I don't <laughs> like it. because it, his losses I know his losses are quality yeah. quality losses yeah. Eddie Alvarez, Tony Ferguson Colby Covington, Kamara Usman all four of those were either at the time or currently a holder of a belt let me so, ask you this does Leon Edwards beat any of them? I don't know. 
because Leon Edwards doesn't. I know Leon Edwards hasn't fought the names that RDA has I'm fought. Just, I don't think Leon. I don't but, think Leon Edwards beats any of the guys that beat uh, that have beaten RDA. I really don't. Maybe maybe Colby. He might be able to beat Colby because I'm still unconvinced. I'm still unconvinced in Colby's abilities um, based on the fact that Damian Maya boxed his ears in. And if you're Colby Covington getting yeah. pieced up by Damian Maya, a guy like Leon Edwards should be able to be able to surgically remove your eyebrows from your face. Should be. Now I also thought the same thing about RDA when it come to Col- came to Colby Covington fighting him and Colby Covington rode him like a workhorse and just beat the hell out of him. So I don't know. That's the only one that I'm confused on. Yeah, I mean they both have losses to Usman. Who who blames that? Uh, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, because I I I would have played. And they both have wins over Cowboy. I didn't see the Leon Edwards Vincente Luque fight, so I can't speak on that. I watched him fight Brian Barberana. Like, I mean, we we talked about this prior. You said it. I like his ability to maintain the distance and I like his striking ability, but RDA obviously has the, the grappling and the wrestling and the submission game. So it's two, two different styles contrasting each other. The one thing that we did agree on is Leon Edwards, you know, even with his striking ability is a decision monster and RDA at this age I think is going to rely on decisions a lot more than he used to in his career. Um, so I, I'm really, man, I really hope the over on these rounds come out at like three and a half. I have a fear it's going to be four and a half, but dude, I really hope it's three and a half because then I love the over in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with- <laughs> I mean, if, if you can, if you can go five rounds with Tony Ferguson, I like the over. I mean, they went through, RDA, that was a three-round fight. No, it was five. RDA versus Tony Ferguson was. A... It was the yeah, because it was the it was the main event of the Ultimate Fighter Latin America three finale. So it was the main event. So it went. It was it was five rounds. Oh shit! Yeah, I guess it was. All right. Yeah, you're right. I stand corrected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I. I I don't want to pick a fighter. I want the odds to come out at three and a half. So all right, we can so, pound the over. All right, well, we'll leave That's it at that for right now, and then we'll make a we'll make a maybe make a fighter pick for the the Instagram post on Saturday. Uh, but that's about it for the week, guys. Want to touch on top cities and all that kind of stuff. Um, thanks everybody that left us iTunes reviews this week. Uh, we've been going back and forth with Apple, trying to figure out why some of them are showing up and some of them are not. So if you did submit one go ahead and try to submit another one see if it'll let it go through and if you haven't and this show has brought you any value whatsoever be it whether it be money in your pocket entertainment whatever uh please uh if you feel so inclined leave us a review on itunes or stitcher or TuneIn or pocket cast player fm spotify wherever just drop us a little review it helps a lot to get the show seen more Plus it, you know, we use it as sort of a litmus test to see whether or not we're doing a good job. But uh, let's get into locations for last episode, Soup. I told you before we started, do you remember how many different countries 
Ah, yes. Downloads in 15 different countries. You're very good. Do you think you can name all 15 of them? I can't name all 15. I can. uh, I'll I'll give her a shot. Yes. So the U.S. Yes. Canada. Uh, No. They must have got salty when I said that. Uh, Peru is yeah. going to beat them in the World Cup. Right, so U.S., Canada, uh, uh, Spain, yes. yes, the U.K., yes, Australia, yes. What am I at? Five. Okay, well, this is fifteen. That's tough. Um, Kazakhstan. Wrong. You did take Damn, took a shooters shot. Gotta shooters got to shoot. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. Rattle them off. Uh, the U.S., Canada, Australia, the U.K., Hungary, Chile, New Zealand, Spain, Norway, Europe, Kenya, Ireland, Germany, Philippines, and Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Okay. Top cities, Fayetteville, New York, Charleston, South Carolina, Solana Beach, California, Winnipeg, Las Vegas, Victoria, British Columbia, London, Pittsburgh, PA, and Bentley East in Victoria, wherever that's at. Uh, let's see. Let's get a couple other ones in here. Chicago, appreciate you guys. Honolulu, McGregor, Texas. As much as we talk about McGregor's, that's funny. McGregor, Texas. Hollywood, Florida. So Platinum Mike Perry listens to the show. Congrats, Platinum. Appreciate your your uh, your, <laughs> your, uh, your patronage. Here's a good one for you, Soup. Toon Gabia. That's mm, in New South Wales. Right. No, Toon Gabby. Sorry, Toon Gabby. Toon Gabby. Toon Gabby. Uh, let me see here. Where's some other good ones? Castleford. Appreciate you guys in Castleford. Uh, we got a ton of Canadian cities, man. Love, love, love the fact that we're we're good uh, with our neighbors up north. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, always love a good Canada goose. Always love a good Canada goose. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if you don't like Canada gooses. Better let that one marinate. Um, yeah, give me a poppers. Give me a poppers. Uh, let's see. Penfield, New York, East Malvern, Victoria, and Torrance, California, Newmarket, Ontario, and Mawa, New Jersey. Appreciate you guys. Try to pick some of you guys that only have a couple downloads. Appreciate you. That's about it, man. We get this thing edited up, get it out, and uh, we'll see everybody this weekend on social media if we don't talk to you before that. Um, or if we don't talk to you then, rather, we'll talk to everybody next week. What's uh, what's the event next week? Is there one? Is it the oh, Frankie Edgar fight? Frankie Edgar. It's the only good fight on that card. In that, week. Card, that card's so shitty. They should have took this card and that card, combined them, put a decent pay-per-view together, and then just left the rough, the left, you know, the uh, the leftovers for for the rest of us. Oh, it's terrible. All right, I'm out. Talk to you guys next week. No, no, no. I've got, I've got oh, a couple geez, things right, I want to touch on here real quick. Just some, some MMA questions okay. and stuff that's come up lately. Um, so, did you see Tiago Santos is having surgery on both knees? Okay, that that's tough, dude. That's that's insane. I mean, what he already had, um, he already had surgery on his right meniscus earlier this year, but. I think he's going back in for obviously all the torn ligaments in his left knee. Plus, uh, I think they're redoing his right meniscus. But um, 
And Dana White shut down McGregor getting the winner of Which Khabib Poirier. He also he also shut down McGregor Masvidal. Can we start like a social media movement and have McGregor Gaethje so McGregor can be the latest victim I think it's on coming. his highlight? Reel? I think it's coming because I want to see Justin. I want to see Justin Gaethje beat that beat his stupid fucking Irish face in so bad. Like I, as much as I want to see Gaethje Tony Ferguson because I would just love to see that bloodbath. Two guys that there is absolutely no quit in. I want to see Gaethje beat the hell out of Conor yeah. McGregor. I'm with you 100%. I, um, and I think that's the fight that's going to be made, to be honest with you. Because the, the only fight you give him that isn't that um, is Tony Ferguson. Yeah, and he doesn't. He absolutely Connor doesn't does want not Tony want Ferguson. <laughs> no, he doesn't want that. And Dana White said that uh, Cejudo needs to defend yeah, his flyweight so, belt next. Joey two times. So. Flyweight championship. Finally. Finally, I uh, I'd love to see Benavidez win the flyweight belt, man. That guy's been around for forever, um, and you know he just was always held back by the fact that there was that guy by the name of Mighty Mouse up above him, you know. And mm-hmm. I, he's already got a win over Cejudo, so run it back, run it back. Yeah, and we really haven't had like a funny moment in the ufc since you know Derek lewis with my balls is hot but props to your eye favor uh, telling henry cejudo that he can triple cd his nuts he's laying on his back in the octagon (laughs) always love a good d's nuts always love a good d's nuts yes yeah but that's all i got um nothing no no big fight announcements that's the ending man I've seen nothing that's gotten, you know, made it move, if you will. I haven't seen a single thing that's made it move lately. So a couple plays that came up, a couple fights that got announced, but we posted them on Instagram suggesting early plays on it. That's why if you don't follow us on Instagram, you need to, uh, because when fights get announced, we will, you know, if if I'm feeling a certain type of way about it, we're feeling a certain type of way about it, we'll suggest a play right then and there before the line moves too much. so that's that's always a good option as well. So we've got a couple of those, but nothing crazy, nothing fight wise that was really awesome. And Gregor Gillespie still sits without a fight, even though he's perfectly healthy. It's garbage. Yeah, give you it's know garbage. what? Give me give me Gregor versus Gregor versus McGregor, a battle a, a, a battle oh, of the Gregors. My. Is there a worse, not a worse match? matchup for him? I mean, there's not a worse matchup. Conor there McGregor. isn't. There isn't a worse matchup for him. <laughs> Talk about panic wrestling. Let yeah. let Gregor get his hands on him, dude. If if oh, if people weren't boy. so afraid to fight him, he'd be but, he'd be the, fighting for the lightweight belt right now. Quick, off the top of the dome, Pacquiao, uh, Thurman's Winter putting loss. asleep. Okay, Keith Thurman, Keith Thur- plus oh, 130. Thur- no, wait, I haven't even looked. Thurman's an underdog. Yep. I'm putting a it stack moved. On it. He opened as the favorite. And it has moved to Manny Pacquiao minus one fifty, Keith Thurman plus one thirty. What was that? That this weekend? Yeah. Uh, over, yes. Over under on rounds. Eleven and a half minus three seventy. The over. So if you like Keith Thurman by TKO, plus three ten yep. for the under. 
I'll do it right now. Huh? That's interesting. That's real. Under 11 and a half. Oof. I, you might just play the under if you're, you know what I mean? In case Pacquiao gets him out of there. I don't see Pacquiao getting him out of there. I, I like, I like the Keith Thurman by knockout, which I wonder what that is. Um, Cause then you're adding the plus that's basically parlaying the plus plus one thirty and the plus three ten. Well, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Let me see here. That's shit. I mean, Thurman by knockout has no, to be not, at least eight to one. I'm not seeing odds on it. Just if not yet. more, not, not on not on not on the book that okay. I use. I can well, check on the book in which we do not speak of, and see if it's on there. Right. But what I'm, it, I mean, if you parlayed the two together, the plus one thirty and the plus yep. three ten, so Thurman inside the distance, uh, you're looking at a an no, eight to one on your money. So. I will be tuned into that. Why you don't acknowledge me? <laughs> For sure. I'm not advising people to I'm not advising anybody to do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't condone reckless. reckless behavior. Unless, unless I got Keith Thurman by KO at plus five hundred on the book we do not speak of. See, that's a, just parlay him under eleven and a half. Yep. It's, I mean, it's a 12 round fight, right? Fight. So, why the hell would him by TKO be a plus 500 if you parlay the two? You're getting plus 800. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The book we do not yes, speak is. of is pretty damn dumb. Um, I think that's right, it. Well, I'm just letting y'all know now. Uh, you may call it reckless behavior. I call it, I'm about to buy a friggin' golf cart with my winnings. I'm throwing a stack. So <laughs> Dude, I'm just letting you know. All right, that's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Um football season's right around the corner, guys. I sent out my fantasy football text as the commissioner this week. One of us has the worst odds at the first overall pick because they won the league last year and one of us has the best odds because they finished in dead last. I'll let you guys figure out who that is. And until next time, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park